What's up, great people, and welcome to episode two of your soon-to-be favorite podcast with your boy, Fabe. This is the Fabe Effect Podcast, and today, I'm going to get heavy. I know it's early on in the series, and all you're like, oh, don't go that hard this fast, but sometimes you got to. So today's topic is family curses, cycles, and trauma. Curses, cycles, and trauma. Family trauma is something that is very evident. However, I think many people can be in disbelief that this curse or this thing was passed down unintentionally. A lot of times people think that you cannot innately inherit something, but as a child, I was researching, and as children, we are the most absorbent. We, our minds are the most open. We're the most naive. We are we're also the most vulnerable we will ever be in our life because we are developing. And you know, in the developing stage, you don't really think about um, what's going in. You just know that you're trying to get as much information. Think about as your toddler age, you're trying to get as much information as possible so you can do what? fit in. And the first people that you fit in with, family. So a lot of things are innately passed down to you because you didn't know that you were um, developing a bad habit or you were seeing something that was wrong because when did we learn right from wrong? As a child, who taught us right from wrong first? Our family, our parents. Their version of right and wrong is their version of right and wrong. And that's what they gave us. And so we don't know what we don't know until we realize we don't know it. I know that was a lot, but it's so true. We don't know what we don't know until we realize we don't know it. So a lot of times age and situations and things happen that make us realize that we don't know something. And a lot of times trauma Curses, cycles come from that part of our lives. We're realizing that, hey, this may not have been right. Although my mama did it, although my grandmother did it, I don't know if this is something that I should be doing. And sometimes we learn that thing after we've made a mistake. Sometimes we learn it right before we make a mistake. Sometimes we have to make several mistakes before we can learn it. But we realize that these things are passed down to us and what do we want to do and we try to do is break the curse but sometimes the curse breaks us sometimes the curse breaks us what do you mean Fabe? what i mean is sometimes something that you inherited from a family member could be so strongly present in your life that it takes away from who you are And you then identify as that curse. You identify as that curse. So um, um, break it down a little more. Family members who, you know, see sex early or or sexualized early because, you know, you know, some women, some males develop early, especially our uh, our women. We sometimes women develop early and they 
get talked to or said little things to by uncles, by cousins, by friends of the family. They're friends of the family, some serious friends of the family. And then they subconsciously become, you know, a person that is identified by that thing and then makes that thing their identity. Um, we have family members that go astray. They go into the sex world and they decide to strip or they decide to do things to sexualize their bodies because they were told this. They were joked about this. They were, they seen things and they saw scenes they shouldn't have seen. And now that's what they identify with because mama said and daddy said and uncle called me cute and my cousin said, look how big my, yes, all of that is a part of family trauma. A lot of times you don't even realize you're, you're traumatized until you're traumatized, until you're an adult and you're making decisions, rash decisions, and you're trying to figure out why am I doing this? Why am I taking myself through this? It started somewhere. And most likely it started as your youth, in your youth. So sometimes you have to just accept that, um, the damage has been done, but what are you going to do to fix it? What are you going to do to change the trajectory of your life? What are you going to do to move in a different direction, to break those curses, to break those cycles? And cycles are something that um, many of us take pride in sometimes. You know, that's so crazy is because um, something that is not as, uh, you know, detrimental could be something like this is small, but it's something that I do. I save old grease oil, cooking oil. I know why, just buy some more. But I saw it as a child. Uh, my grandmother would put the cooking oil in the oven and store it until the next time she needed some oil. And she would use that cooking oil until it's you know burnt or it's, you know it's been used several times. But she did that and. She never told me to do that when I got older. She never said, when you get your apartment, you do that. Or when you get a home, do that. I just did it because it's what I seen. It's what I inherited. And, you know, with the world we're living in today, with so many things are, you know, germs and things are, you know, getting in, getting in our bodies that we don't know they're getting in our bodies. Something like that could be viewed as small, but eventually could affect long term. But instead of me looking at it like that, as a young person, I thought it was okay, and I just naturally did it myself. And that's sometimes how it starts with cycles. You just naturally do it because you saw it done. But just because you saw it done doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do. Um, one thing that I had to accept at a young age was the way that God was dealing with my mom. And I had to not only accept it, but I had to relinquish her over to him. And then I had to learn from her behavior what not to do. Now, that's a lot for a 13, 14 year old to take in. And we can get lost in trying to figure out what not or what to do, because some of these things are viewed cool or OK in somebody else's eye. And just growing up. I'm so glad I got into church early. I'm so glad that God sent me a group of people um, from Mount Jordan Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. 
because it was at a time in my life, I was 12 years old, uh, it was at a time in my life where I started to realize what was going on with my mom. I started to understand um, what was going on. And if you are actually you're trying to figure it out, and I'm sure my mom is okay with this because she has an amazing testimony. But my mom was on drugs. She was on drugs heavy. She was living in the streets. She was, you know, going down a bad path. And thank God for my grandmother, she took custody of myself and my little brothers. But being the oldest... I knew my mother before the drugs and I knew her after. And so when we went to live with my grandmother, I was thankful and grateful because I knew the environment wasn't safe that we were living in. However, that was my mom, you know? And so I was torn between being mad at her and missing her and loving her and wanting her because that was my mom. And you grow up and you think, um, Sorry, you think that um, your love and your passion turns into anger because these people do things that you don't approve of or things that you probably wouldn't do yourself. But when that's your mom, that's your parent, you're going to always have love in your heart for that person. And so as a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old going through middle school, I was trying to find myself, trying to figure out who I was. was. I was also trying to understand this new role of not having the traditional household because it wasn't to middle school where that became so prevalent. And that's when things like drugs was introduced on a, on a young level, cigarettes and drinking and all those things were coming up in conversation and in my young teenage life. And I was deciding whether I was going to participate or whether I was going to not participate. And being that my mom had went down that path, it was currently going down that path at the time, um, I was so afraid of what could happen if I did this and I did that. Um, and so the cycle stopped with me only because my fear of what could happen and not just what could happen to me, but what could happen to my younger siblings. Because I saw my mother, like I said, before the drugs and then thereafter. So I saw what it did to her. And so sometimes you have to be scared out of that cycle. And I was scared out of that cycle as a young um, young teenager. But there are some times where people get older and start to feel, you know, the pressure of life and the pressure of the world. And you start to, like, revisit those moments in those conversations. And I'll be honest, and I'll be transparent. I have had moments where I revisited those thoughts of like, well, maybe if I do this just a little bit, or, you know, maybe if I, you know, dib and dab in this world, or people say that it takes you away from the world. So maybe I need to try it, or, or you know, maybe I should go down that route. And I didn't go down those roads and I didn't do those things, but the thought was forever present because what? This is a cycle in my family. This is something that I've seen growing up that I've processed that is very relevant in my mind. And so then what I had to do was put up my defense, which is God, and I had to fight the thoughts and fight the, the mindset that may have captured my mom at some point in her life. I'm glad to say that my mom is, you know, free of drugs. She's delivered from those things and I still love her the same. Um, but that journey was not easy for none of us. And one thing, like I said, about family trauma and family cycles, the key 
the key is to communicate. You have to communicate. If you're listening to my voice right now, if you're seeing my face right now, really think about the thing that's that's really plaguing your family. Really think about the thing that's really bothering your family, that's really messing y'all up, and be honest with yourself. And figure out a way to bring that conversation up. One thing about black people, one thing about my family in particular too, we love to sweep it under the rug. We love to like act like it didn't happen. But how can you heal if you don't talk about what happened? And not only talk about what happened, but you have to also talk about the perspective of everyone that it happened to. Because we all have different perspectives, right? We all see it from a different angle. What they say, there's three parts to every story. There's the one person's side, there's the other person's side, and then there's the truth. And so we have to go down that journey of having the conversation and communicating about these things because family trauma is going to forever plague your family if you haven't talked about it. And I know some things are very hard to talk about. As young people, we go through molestation. We go through, um, you know, being robbed. Um, we go through moments where our domestic violence was prevalent in our household. We go through moments where we didn't have a lot. And so not having a lot made you feel less than. We go through all these things. All these things could be considered trauma. But all these things you can and you will heal from if you do the work. The Bible says faith without works is dead. And I make that so relevant in this conversation as well. Just because you are choosing not to go down the paths and not to go down the cycle, do the cycle of your family members, doesn't mean that you're not traumatized. And doesn't mean you don't need to work to let that go because it's going to forever Plague your mind is going to be forever be in your thought process. And we don't always have time on our side. We don't always have time on our side. So don't keep waiting for the right time because you don't want someone to leave this earth and not know how you felt and you not know how they felt. So have those tough conversations. Be okay with communicating about it. Second thing, you have to, you must let it go. And when I say let it go, I just I don't mean forget and you know don't acknowledge that it happened, but you must not allow it to transition to your new path and what you got going on. One thing we do, I think as human beings naturally, we consider our past when we're making decisions for our future. We consider our past and sometimes why why are you considering something that happened to you that can that, that dictates where you're going? Because you're, it's not where you've been, it's where you're going. And if you're deciding to go this way, whatever went on this way, went on that way, but now you're going this way. But the communication, you have to stop right there and let it go. I had to let it go. Even though, like I said, I was hurt sometimes and some things, some things that I didn't understand and moments where I did wish I had a mother instead of a grandmother coming to teach a parent conference. Or I wish I had a mother instead of a grandmother doing certain things, but I'm grateful. I'm thankful for my grandmother. Don't get me wrong. But yes, you go through those moments where you see kids and you see other people with your parents, their parents, and you're like, man, what's going on? Why I don't have that? But as I got older, I couldn't keep using that as my excuse. Hello, somebody. I couldn't keep using that as my excuse. And you can't use that as your excuse. Stop using the trauma. Stop using the cycles. 
to stop you from getting to where you're going. Because if you allow the things that have happened to you in your past to dictate your future, you will live in your past simultaneously with your future. And are you really getting somewhere if you're living in your past? If you're jumping from back to forward, trying to press on, but you're still going back. And I remember this. I remember that. And the last thing you have to do. So I said you had to communicate. I said you had to let it go right. And the last thing you have to do with your family, change the conversation. Change the conversation because it's time for the family to move on and make some new memories, make some new things that your family is known for. Don't accept the trauma. Don't accept what happened to you all as this is what our family is. This is as far as we've come because this happened. No, change the conversation, change the topic, change the scenery, change whatever you have to change to move your family forward because Family is everything, man. I promise y'all. I know I just got real Memphis right there, but family is everything, man. It is because as I went through our life and as I go through our life, I go through these moments where we love to create families. Like we love to have a group of people that you decided was going to be your friends or decided was going to be your mentees or decided was going to be your family. And that's great. And that's all fine and dandy. But there's nothing like the people that know you from childbirth that know you from upbringings that know you and are able to contribute to your greatness and you're able to contribute to a legacy that family is important even though sometimes family can be a lot and yes it's not my saying that you have to deal with everyone in your family because family is important i'm not saying that at all but family is important where you need to have a foundation somewhere in your family that keeps you that motivates you, that pushes you, because it's that legacy that you're continuing. It's that legacy that you're going to change and you're going to move to the next level. It's that legacy that you have the ability and the right to take it to the new heights that you want to take it to. I love to um, read um quotes online. I'm I'm an Instagram junkie. I be on Instagram all the time and I'm always going through videos. If you go to my page, um you will see that I'm always posting videos, reposting videos of quotes and people things people are saying. And I re remember um TD Jakes saying one time that your family history only dies when you stop contributing to it. Your family history only dies when you stop contributing to it. So I ask you that today as we close this episode two of the Fable Effect podcast. Have you stopped contributing? Have you contributed? What is next for your family? Because you matter and you can change the cycle. You can change the trauma. You can move your family in a new direction. But you got to have that conversation. You got to let it go. And you have to change the conversation. I hope that blessed you like it blessed me. Um, shout out to my beautiful mother, Valerie Heard. I love you. I'm proud of you. So proud of you. Shout out to my grandmother. Shout out to my family. The Heard family. A strong family. We went through it. We've been through a lot. We go through a lot. But we come out on the other side better because the people and the 
my cousins and I and my brothers who are leading the family now, we know where we're going because we're not afraid to have those tough conversations. And it took us a long time to get there. So I challenge you and challenge you and your family. Take this week. Call home. Check on that cousin that you fell out with. Check on that aunt that don't really do well with your mom. Check on that uncle that never really got it together. Figure out their stories. Figure out what you can do to change the trajectory of your life. Have those tough conversations. Have family meetings. We got a family chat on Facebook. It started off as something that we just want to keep communication, but it's grown to something that really feeds my soul. I'm able to see, you know, my nephews grow up when I'm not there in person through the chat, you know. So really think about the trauma that has plagued your life. And I'm going to have a guest on. We're going to have a part two to this. Not next, but we're going to have a part two to this um, because I want to have a guest on so we can really dig deep into the mental state that plagues the family because a lot of time it's the mentality it's the thought process it's the we haven't went further than this so i don't believe we can go any further it's that crab in the bucket theory a lot of those things are plaguing our families and we have to get our families back family matters god bless you god keep you thank you for taking the time out to listen to the fave effect podcast we will be on next thursday see you next thursday great people and remember The best leader works to make even better leaders. So lead.